Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today's guest is Tara Sunshine. Tara was the former Undersecretary for Public Diplomacy and Public Affairs for the Department of State and previously served as the Executive Vice President of the United States Institute of Peace. Tara served in various capacities at the White House during the Clinton administration, including Special Assistant to the President and Director of Foreign Policies and Planning. Prior to serving in the Clinton administration, Tara was an editor and producer of ABC's Night's Newsline, where she worked for more than a decade. She was also an off-air reporter at the Pentagon for ABC's World News Tonight and is a recipient of 10 News Emmy Awards for coverage and international affairs. Wow, Tara, I am extremely impressed and thrilled that you are here today to share with so many women your journey having achieved so much. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Tara, I know this is going to take you way back, but I know that you attended Tufts University, and when you decided you were going to enter news and journalism, what was that journey, and how then did it transition for you into foreign policy? Well, I was the grandchild of Jewish immigrants who came to Ellis Island to escape the pogroms and anti-Semitism of that period. And so I was always curious about the rest of the world, always eager to know more. And like many people, left college a little bit unsure where I should go. I actually went to NYU Law School for about a day and a half and realized (laughs) I did not enjoy the list of books that I would be reading. So I decided to go to the graduate program at Columbia in International Affairs for my master's degree. And while embarking on that, I ran into an old friend from Tufts who talked me into doing a one-year at ABC News, and that was an exciting opportunity, so I put the master's program on hold and went for a year into the world of journalism and fell in love with it, never completed that master's, and found myself on a different track, which is really the message to women and to everyone, um, but certainly women, is not to be afraid to be dissuaded or to change your mind or change your track. Transitions are hard, but they're a good thing. You know, I I can't agree with you more. I think often we think with what we're supposed to do instead of our heart and our desires, and that often limits us sometimes to what we can achieve. But throughout your career, I know in journalism and in foreign policy, you have traveled all over the world. Some of us are in awe of that, and, and we would love you to share some of your experience of seeing the world and how these experiences have guided you in your passion and what you want to give back. For me, it was a fortunate time to have joined the news business in the 1980s. Toward the end of that decade, I found myself being asked to cover stories like the fall of the Berlin Wall, which I watched happen, not literally, but on German television from a small town in Leipzig on the eastern part of what would become a unified Germany. I found myself dispatched 
to what was then the Soviet Union as the period of Glasnost and Perestroika. I found myself in Tiananmen right after the dissident movements had erupted. So in many ways, life and careers are full of coincidence and happenstance. I happen to be in the news business at a really dramatic time and later would return to many countries from the State Department, but that early exposure shaped and deepened the curiosity and desire to know more about societies overseas. And you know, I didn't even know before we had this discussion today that you had that experience very similar. I was married to a West Point graduate and he was in a NATO unit and we were often behind the Iron Curtain in the Berlin Wall and we stood having serving in the United States Army at that time, and we had tears in our eyes as that happened. We would have to bring our new baby and plaster him up against the window to get him in and out behind that iron curtain. And so I, I can't agree with you more. It was so life-changing and emotional during that time and something that I don't think any of us anticipated, but there was a lot of emotion on this side of the phone also. So when you were talking, I, I really could relate to what you were saying when you began as special assistant, I think we all want to know this because what an achievement to become the special assistant to the president. What was the overall vibe of just working in the White House? I know just sometimes for events, I visited the White House, and, and there's a feeling that you get when you're in that environment. But here you are. You've achieved this. What was that like? Thank you very much for your family's service. Um, so when I was in Moscow for ABC News, I ran into another journalist by the name of David Bergen, who had just joined the communication staff of the newly elected President Bill Clinton, and they were looking to staff up even further in the communications part of the National Security Council. And he kind of twisted my arm. I did have a small child at the time and was very weary and worried about balancing White House life with a baby, but I was willing to give it a try, and I did go in and dealt with reporters and journalists who were covering foreign policy, and after a year or so found that the juggling act was way harder than I had even imagined, but I was glad to have served and came back later when my children were, well, the first one was a bit older and came back when I was pregnant with my second one. Wow, Tara, I think the one message you're giving the women that are listening today is flexibility. You know, sometimes we we do things and we're enjoying it, but we also realize we have to have a balance, and, and I, I can't thank you enough for even for that transparency and, and message that you reevaluated things and then you spent time with the children, you came back so that there's a little bit of flexibility. but. When it comes to your work with peace and foreign policy, do you think that as women, when we're all listening here, that as a woman you brought a new perspective to the conversations that made a difference in the policy making? Well, I think for all of us, inclusion and diversity means something more than just even whether you're male or female, black or white, American or non-American, we all bring things to the table and those things are born of life experience. I felt as, as a woman and later as, as a mother, I had certain experiences and emotions and thoughts and ideas that I could bring to the circle. Really what we're living through is the expansion of that 
table, that circle where people with different ideas can come to the intersection, whether it's public policy or media or business, that we need a range of views and insights and opinions. And I think as a, as a woman, I felt particularly in a field of foreign policy that had long been dominated by men. Little did I know there would be not just one woman secretary of state, but two, and women began to appear at the United Nations and everywhere, really, except for the highest two offices in the land in our country, um, unlike other countries which have had female leadership at the top of government. But certainly, I wanted to be part of the inclusion and diversity. You certainly were, and not only, it, it sort of transitions into my last question for you, because you took all this experience. I understand you went and you worked at George Washington University as a senior career coach. I mean, what a gift to have all this and then bring it back to others. What was that like? So I am currently and remain a senior career coach at the George Washington University Elliott School of International Affairs, and it is my way of giving back by working with young people, both men and women, both American and non-American, who are getting their master's degree in some form of international affairs, human rights, or economics, or security, or intelligence, and helping them to shape their path going forward, helping them to navigate the intersections that they face as they look at their academic and professional lives, and it's very fulfilling to be able to help people achieve their career passions and to know that a coach is a cheerleader and that what we're all doing in some ways is cheering each other on, particularly cheering our women on to keep going and keep moving forward. And, you know, I think the message that you give to so many today listening to you is that we all need those career coaches wherever we are in our journeys. And, and today I can't thank you enough for your transparency and just your sharing of what an amazing, amazing journey and career that you have had. And yet you are so humble and, and willing to give back and serving. And thank you very much, Tara, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes for the podcast app and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.